Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Leave Your Shoes By The Door, and today, I, all right, I am excited. I'm excited that she's here, and by she, I mean Jen Short. Jen, thanks for being on here. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I was so excited to get the invitation. Awesome. Yeah. It's Friday. It's it beautiful is. outside. Yeah. Therefore, it is a good day to be inside recording a podcast. <laughs> it's a great know. day. It is. Um, so, first things first. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be our May episode. And of course, the month of May in Indiana means for the big, the big race, the big 500. And of course, I'm referring to the little 500 in Bloomington, Indiana, who our guest today was not only a spectator, but a participant in the little 500. So let me build a scenario for you. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because you have lived it. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but I'm just going to provide a scenario and then we're going to live by, what is it? Vicariously? Vicariously. We, as an audience, will live vicariously through you, Jen oh, Short. great. So it is intense. For those who don't aren't familiar with the Little 500, it's a big bike race in Bloomington, Indiana at IU, where all the, the sororities and the frats and the, the cutters, the locals, right? Yeah. They all do this giant bike race, and it's just a massive deal, and it's a team. So it's not just Jen. Jen is a member of how many people on your team? We actually were down to three. We had three members on Team Backdraft. We were an independent. So the three people had to just do more laps? Yes, sir. Wow, I'm surprised that was allowed. It was allowed, yeah. Just, But you're just exhausted, right? Because I would think if somebody was like really good you wouldn't allow them to do more laps. You know what I mean? You know, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. I was not the best. I'm not, you know, I was in band, too. So I was I was at, um, in the Marching 100 and in the pep band. What'd you play band? So I played the mellophone. You know what that is? I don't. It's a big trumpet. It's a, basically a marching French horn. Okay. So it's called a mellophone. Yeah. And I played that. Um, middle school, high school, then went to college, and hey, let's let's do it to it, right? Let's, Absolutely. Let's, let's go. Keep going. Yeah. Um, but then... Decided, okay, you know, kind of, I'm just kind of one of those people that's like, let's try it, right? Let's just do it. What could go wrong? Yeah. I could fail, right? Yeah. Why not? Who cares? Um, I still have the road rash scars in my knees, so it's okay. It's all, it's all right to have those road rash scars because it's a life experience. I was about to say, yeah, those scars, I mean, they have a story, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. You've, you've earned them, yeah. you know, I as mean, dramatic as knees, that sounds. They, I mean, they were, I was at, you know, Target buying band-aids like nobody's business those big old band-aids for my knees oh yeah the big square ones <laughs> the yeah. Constant. yeah i think i did a little more falling than i did riding yeah um you know but we trained so i had to get a road bike because i i didn't i didn't even have a road bike i mean seriously i didn't i didn't have a bike for practicing so hold on you 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 were an independent you said right yeah so was it just you and your friends like do you guys want to enter this Kind of other band members. Yeah, like they were also in band. There was yeah. another mellophone player and a trumpet player. Yeah. So it was the three of us. Is there bad blood between the mellophone players and the no, trumpet players? No, no it's, it's okay. Good. What's well, the bad blood in the in the band? I don't know if there really is bad blood. Is there like you know, the brass drummers, versus... the drummers are the cool kids. Yeah, the, of you know, the percussion. Yeah. <laughs> the drummers course. are the cool guys. Yeah, they're the cool guys. No, I mean I don't think so. I don't yeah. think there's any bad blood. Well, see, maybe you don't know that because you're the bad blood. Oh my and gosh! That's why could you, you imagine? Yeah. That'd be terrible. Have that perspective. Thanks so much. Well, so two two things that stick out to me is okay. one, even as a young person, time management was a big deal. How do you be a full time student, D one band, yeah, and then little five hundred? That had to be an insane chunk of time. It was because that's finals, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's 
finals. It's springtime. You just, you manage it, right? You yeah. manage your time. And at that point, band, I mean, we're kind of done, right? After basketball season's okay. over. I didn't done. know if you guys had a big competition after. No, no, no. So really, band was really fall. Marching 100 was fall every day, you know. Every day, a certain time, you got to go to practice. Then the games every, every you know, Saturday. Um, the home games. You know, maybe a couple away games if you get lucky or if we'd make it to a bowl game. But Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really happening the years I was at IU, so. Yeah. <laughs> who, was, who was quarterback around that? Or who was, like, was there a big star player or any, any, anyone that? No one that I could tell you. Yeah, sure. Nope. <laughs> All right. Isn't that terrible? So let's get into the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to try to understand it. You can correct me. But going around, laps, people cheering. Yeah. Intense, right? Yeah. Just emotions high, intense. They come up, and then do you have to get on their bike? So they run up, and then you you grab their bike like almost like a baton, totally. and then you jump on it. Totally. So yeah. you're 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 they're coming in hot. Yeah. You know, and it's this... kind of like the baton. You know, you got your hand to the back. Yeah, you've got you... your position where you're going to grab the bike. Yeah. You start running. And you're trying to keep all the momentum. And you're trying to keep all the momentum, and so you're trying to grab the bike, and your heart's racing. And I swear, if I have an app, if I had an Apple Watch back then, that little heart rate monitor <laughs> would go. Because it happens to me. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm in a nervous situation. And all of a sudden, I get the high heart rate warning, oh. and I'm like, Hey, calm myself down. Yeah. I'm just nervous for no reason yeah but it's the adrenaline and it's the excitement so how so, did your moment go did you did you have a good handoff did you have a good run you know my handoffs probably weren't the best but I tried my darndest mm -hmm. you know I just did it I'm like we're gonna do this and I don't think we're gonna win but you know it's okay it really, it's the experience yeah totally and I can look back and say that I did it yep and that was that was the thing for me is that you know what we're gonna try our darndest and we practiced we went I mean, we did spring break we went to South Carolina um, you know we had a coach we had a trainer so we just loaded up the cars and we went down for a week to South Carolina and we just, we trained every day. Yeah. You know, we had spaghetti dinners and we woke up and we rode and we did the hills and we were miserable. And I'm like, God, I just want to go on spring break and party and right. sit by the beach. Sure. But no, I made this decision to do this. Yeah. So I'm just going to work my tail off and make the best of it and, yeah. and you know, be a, be a, you know. IU athlete. For I'm a telling day. you, yeah. I mean, you. I feel like you're kind of. You were down. You were downplaying it, and then you got into the details, and it's. It's. You didn't. Uh, you know, go half in. You clearly yeah. really embraced it and really tried to give it the best shot you could. We did, right? I think so. So, all right. So you get on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going through your mind? I mean, I. I can't. It's got to be completely overwhelming. It's overwhelming, and it's oh my god, don't fall. Right. And you know, and you're trying to basically, you're trying to draft. It's just like if you're on a in a car. You know, you're drafting off of the riders in front of you, and then you're trying to pass them. And there's some really fast, you know, cyclists that train for this than have ridden years before. Yeah. In my year, I wasn't that. It was like, okay, we're gonna do this, and it's you know, senior year, so let's what the heck, let's just. Let's ride in the little five. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. You know, your family's there. Um, the women's race, you know, I think we were on, I think we were on Friday and the men's was on the Saturday. Yeah. So our race was on Friday and, you know, you're there, you're in the stadium and, um, you know, you got, you got the, the gravel track or the, you know, the ashy track oh, and yeah. it's just, it's kind of crazy. And it's a small track. It's not huge. No, it's around the soccer field. Yeah. You know, so you're just going around and around and, yeah. um, you know, you're just trying to keep up the pace and. Just, just be in the moment, though. Yeah. Like, holy, holy crap! I'm in the. It's like it's history. It's Are your cool. family there? Did your it's family cool. get yeah, to see? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. They're Good. there. Good. So it's super cool. You got a picture at home of. I got pictures. Of yeah, you I got do. I got pictures with the team members and you know the goggles and then at the time you know I couldn't wear my contacts because stuff was flying up in my contacts. So I, I got bet. my glasses on that you know mm -hmm. were kind of outdated and mm -hmm. 
Did you watch Breaking Away in preparation? I don't know if I watched it in preparation, but I had seen it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. watched Breaking Away, but it wasn't like I don't know if I don't know if we'd watched it in preparation. Yeah. It was more of the actual training of okay, let's go to the training facility. Let's see what we got to do. Um, you know, what are the what? Because the, then they line up the bikes for you too. Like, because you're you're sitting there biking while your team members are going around the track. You got to keep your legs warm. Oh, of course, so yeah, you're sitting yeah, there, yeah. You're sitting there going through the motions, drinking your water, and it's like it's your time. You get nervous and sure. And you're bringing up a bunch of stuff from a long time hey, ago. Hey, I'm like I said, we're living vicariously through <laughs> you. It's such a such a cool thing. And uh, well, so well, I want to make sure everybody's aware of Breaking Away. So Breaking Away was a full blown Hollywood movie that they made about the yeah. Little Five in in mm. Bloomington. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, Jackie yeah. Earl Haley for uh, <laughs> who would later play Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. That's why I know that one. And there was another Daniel Stern from Home Alone. Oh, Daniel Marv. Stern was Marv, in that. Yeah. Marv from Home Alone. And they're down in the quarry, and mm -hmm. I mean, it was a cool coming. That's a cool coming of age movie, it but it's actually like a really good movie, yeah, which is yeah. nice. It really is. Tons of good campus shots of IU, and yeah. yeah, they really went all in. They did. Yeah. So no regrets. No regrets for little five. Do you? Do you Never. wish you would have tried a little? How did you play? Like, did you place? Oh, did you get no. fifth or sixth? No, or, no, yeah, no, no. Just a no, participation no. participation trophy and some <laughs> you memories. You know what? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool jersey and just great memories with some great college friends. So. So. What you're saying, though, um, you know, risking it, right? Yeah. Risking humiliation, risking, you know, just disappointing, whether your teammates or the people in the stands or even the other people on the track who've really been taking this seriously and wrecking it, risking all of that. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I, I'm learning through this, this show and, and this, this, this mission of the show is, is who is a realtor? What does it take to be a realtor? And... Hearing you and, and how you you applied to that and why not and let's do it and mm -hmm. then why not let's do it and then you're eating spaghetti and practicing and, and not going on your senior spring break to do it yeah. you're you're putting yourself out there and I think that's the the behavior and the the, the mindset of an entrepreneur yeah I, I and I was talking to you before we hit record that I was at a division meeting Southside Division what's up Ooh. Southside had a great meeting earlier this week with Denise Hurd, and she was talking about what it means to be an entrepreneur, and are you an entrepreneur? So my question to you, Jen Short, Realtor, must you be an entrepreneur to be a successful Realtor? I think, so we were talking about the definition of an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, you literally looked and it up on your phone. I did, looked it up on my phone, yeah. but a lot of it is, you know, the risk you're willing to take in order to try something new and succeed at something. And, you know, a lot of people do become realtors, real estate professionals, because their experience wasn't that great, right? Yeah. And they're like, man, I could really, I'd be really great at this. Yeah. And so they, they go all in. And I think that's what you have to do. You just have to take, people will ask me, you know, should I just go, should I just like dive in, both feet in? It's like, yes, like dive in, both feet in. And you're, you're going to fail, but it's okay. Um, I was talking about that this morning about, do you fail? Do, do, is it okay to fail? You have to. You have to fail. You have to take some risks. Um, you know, my husband has his own, he's an architect, he has his own firm, and we talk about that all the time. We talk about, you know, my gosh, you know, how many times was the light bulb created before it was actually created? You know, yeah. how many times is something actually done before it's done, before it's created? So you, you have to keep trying. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't know. So it's, you know, I mean make a pizza, you know, like you said, bagels, you know, like a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, you got to keep tweaking the recipe. You got to keep trying new things. You got to keep changing it up. 
in order to be successful. So say you had a, a, a new agent come into your office and, and they're, they're unsure of where their place is in this industry. Yeah. What, what would be like three questions you ask them that you think would be good kind of fielding questions to see if they're going to be a good fit to be, to be a realtor in this industry? You know, um, a question, and it was brought up this morning too in a, in a Zoom I was on, and one of the great questions that we ask new agents is, is you know, if you looked back a year from now, you know, where, where do you see this year journey taking you? Like, how do you see yourself along this path? And what do you see yourself doing? And are you afraid to get out there? And I always tell people, be your authentic self. Don't try to be a version of someone else. Be you. Yeah. And people want to see your journey. Like, we live for the journey, right? Like, think of all the TV shows we watch. Breaking Away. Breaking Away. Breaking Away. The, the local townie guys who get together yeah. and they beat all the, the frat Bingo. guys. And yeah. But yeah. you think of The Voice. You think of American Idol. I mean, you think of even Survivor. Yeah. All the shows, everything we watch, we like to see that journey of people develop. Yeah. And so I tell agents, you know, are you, are you going to be able to put yourself out there? Like, you're going to have to do your first open house at some point. You're going to have to have your first client at some point. You're going to have to do the first thing at some point. It's, it's going to be the first. Yeah. Everybody, has, everybody has the first, right? Yeah. Like, even the president, there's the first. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the first time someone does something. Yeah. So, are you, are you going to be able to be your authentic self, put yourself out there, and are you going to be able to put in the work that it takes? Because it's not, you know, it's, that, it's the whole, we've seen it so many times. It's that mountain, right? Or the iceberg, and you see the water, and you see the success at the top, and then what's below the iceberg is totally. that big hunk of work. Yeah. So people like to celebrate the successes, but they don't realize all the time, energy, and effort that goes into it. Yeah. And then I also tell, don't compare your year one to someone else's year seven or eight. Yeah. Because there's a lot behind that. And it's like, oh, it comes so easy for that person. And Jen, I gotta, I gotta come in. I, it's, it's gotta be so hard in today's landscape to not uh, just constantly compare yourself and idolize other people. Man, mm -hmm. I wish I was like Jen Short. I wish I was where she's at, and and I'm not that. that. I don't know if I'll ever be there. And just the, <laughs> just the defeatism just starts setting in, you know. Yeah. Just, but I want to go back to that. Um, how many light bulbs were invented until we had the light, light bulb? Because I think that's right. such a cool thing. Well, and because you think. You know, you just think of light bulb, and you think like Thomas Edison just like sat down one one day and just made it, and yeah. that was great. And he, you know, the rest yeah. is history. And it wasn't just the prototypes and the failures mm -hmm. and all that. Um, so talk a little bit about that. What do you mean? And kind of apply it to our industry. Sure. Like how many light bulbs until we had the one? How would you apply that kind of in our industry in, in our in our terms? You know, are you? Are, you have to fail. I mean, that's the thing. You have to fail in order to succeed. So you may not win your first listing appointment you go on, or you may have a buyer that fires you. I was talking with someone the other day, and it was like, yeah, they got fired from their buyer client because they didn't win the first offer they wrote. Sure. They didn't win the first offer they wrote. I mean, in this market, holy moly, you know, when some of these houses are getting, you know, upwards of 20 offers, yeah. there's only one winner. Yeah. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. So you have to just persevere and keep going. Um, so you have to be willing to say, okay. Or if something didn't work, be able to, like you said, humility, be, be, recognize why something didn't work. Yeah. Okay, well, what can I fix? What can I tweak? And usually it's like little tiny changes. It's not like moving mountains. It's like, okay, well, let me make, let me make this little tiny change. Let me recognize this. And then recognizing within yourself the things that have to change. Yeah. Not always looking outward at, well, they did that wrong. Or that didn't work because someone else did something. Yeah. It's like, well, let's talk, let's 
and tell me more. Get curious, right? And Tracy Hutton will always say that. It's like, get curious. Tell me more. Talk, talk to me more about that. Like, why are you thinking that? Or why did someone say that? Or why do you want to do something? You, you know, tell me more about that. Yeah. Let's dive in. Yeah. So you have to fail in order to succeed. It's just, it's just nature, it's nature of the beast. Yeah. So where do you think... Uh, so, and another thing I want to make clear is we're talking about if you're an entrepreneur or not. And it's not like it's a bad thing if you're not an entrepreneur. It's not, you know. And plus, society wouldn't function really well if everyone was an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, it's just, a, yeah. it's just a personality type. So, you have that failure. It's the worst feeling in the world, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, you, you, it you failed. You, you know, you tried and you didn't get what you set out to do. So, how would an entrepreneur face failure? Kind of like how Tracy, what you're saying, Tracy yeah. Hutton is just yeah. turning around and trying yeah. to analyze where it went wrong and how I'm going to be a little different the next time. Yeah. And have you had something like that or, or do you have like an example of, Oh Lordy, you know, if I just would have turned left <laughs> instead of right, it would have been a green light and it would have been a huge success. You know, there's probably decisions I've made in my life that it's like, you know, looking back, would I have done that again? And I hate to regret anything, but I, cause I think there's a lesson in everything. Yeah. Like there's a lesson in everything you do. And I, I don't like the word regret. Um, because I think you have to try something and even if it doesn't work out, then it, it's okay. I mean, I look back on some of my open house, like, you know, it's business wise, some of my open houses that I did sometimes, it's like, gosh, should I have done that? Or should I have, should I have said this to this potential client? Or what did, you know, what, could, what did I do wrong? Or did I turn someone off? Or, you know, why won't they call me back? Or, you know, why am I not, why am I, again, why, you know, why am I not getting the successes that someone else is getting? And. Again, not comp you have to just you have to keep going, and you have to have in this industry you have to have thick skin. Right. You just do. Yeah. Because you're not going to mesh with everybody. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too. You have to recognize that you're not going to be everybody's flavor, and vice versa. And so yeah. you have to be like, you know what? If maybe that client isn't the best fit for me, or maybe they did mesh well with someone else better, that's okay. Yeah. Because there's you know it's. There's there's a whole world out there for me to dive into. I just can't quit. Um, you know, no one came to my open house today. Okay, well, great. Well, what'd you do? How'd you prepare? Yeah. Talk to me about that. What can we do differently next time? Are you ever gonna do another open house again? Oh, I don't know. Well, what, what do you mean you don't know? You like, don't know. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. do one and then quit. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, I didn't win this offer for my client. Okay, well, the, you know, you're gonna win the you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna win one eventually. We're gonna get there. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Um, but looking back on when people say, you know, I just hate when people quit and sometimes it's okay, you know, sometimes it's okay to quit things. It's all right. Some things aren't for everybody, you know, real estate. It's, you know, it's, I always tell agents too. I'm like, guys, you know, we have, we have a, we have a job to do and that's meeting with people, talking with them, building a relationship and then ultimately helping them buy or sell. Right. Right. So it's funny because some people get really nervous. You know, they're going on a listing appointment. They're getting nervous. They're meeting with the first buyer. They're getting nervous. And I'll say, guys, you're not down at Riley doing brain surgery yeah. or heart surgery on a three-month-old with the parents in the waiting room. Yeah. You're not. We don't do that. <laughs> so when you, you got to put things in perspective sometimes. Totally. It's like we're helping people in a pretty big decision. And sometimes it's not always rosy. And yeah. A lot of times it's divorce, it's death, um, they've got to downsize, there's financial implications. Sure. And so you got to meet people where they are, and you got to understand, like I said, 
you're not going to be everybody's flavor yeah. and vice versa. But you have to recognize that that's okay. Yeah. So is risk always risk? Is risk always just you try to get as prepared as you are and then you just, you, you got to eventually just jump? Is it always like that? Even So Jen, you've been in for 15 years. Just want to make sure everyone, everyone knows that. Yeah. So even in your 15th year, is it still just as big of a risk as it was in that first year? Probably want to say yeah. But you're just a little more attuned to for you're a little more prepared for the the success or the failure. I think so. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to put it. You're prepared for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it's ever any easier. Well, I guess what I was going to ask you is: Is there still that moment in your career where the 15 years just blow away to ashes and you feel like you're in your day one still, whether it's all right, Jen, well, I hope to hear from you. Yeah. And then you get in your car like, I really <laughs> hope I hear from them again. You know, are you still like back to year one every time? I think sometimes it can be. I think it just depends. Yeah. You know, you, you, you build life experiences no matter what you do, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's probably like too, like the first attorney that goes with like their first trial. Oh my gosh. My first time with a jury. It's my first time with a judge. I mean, you always have, like I said, you always, <laughs> your first is always scary. Yeah. Um, but you can't you can't get complacent. Yeah, right. So you got to keep learning. Yeah. You got to keep you know you got to you got to keep educating yourself. You got to you know you, I hope everybody who's listening, you know, all the realtors that are on here, you know they they're in they're in the BLC every day. You know, yeah. like okay, you know what's pending, what's on the market, what's back on the market, what's expired, you know, what's going on in the marketplace. They're looking at interest rates. You, you, because it's ever changing. Because we have a lot of it's like a Rubik's cube. Our business, I think, is like a Rubik's cube, and it's always changing. Right. I mean, evolving. <laughs> who would have said? Who yeah. would have known the market in April of 2021 would be like it is, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, look back on March of 2020, and it was like holy smokes. You know, every, everything's shutting down. Yeah. What's going to happen to the real estate industry? So what do you? I mean, so 15 years. You've you've seen things go up. You've seen things go down. Uh, what do you think? of what's going on right now. What's your, your educated perspective on how things are right now? We, you know, we all know it, low inventory. Yeah. So what's your perspective on that? You know, it's, it's just another season right. of real estate that we will get through. It's not easy. And people are getting frustrated. Like, I, you see it. You see the frustration. Yeah. And it can be hard. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, my gosh, realtors, you made it so easy. They see the TV shows, right? You can always go back to that. And then they flash the big commission on the, <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. That doesn't happen until no. you're at the closing table. Yeah. That's that iceberg, right? <laughs> the that's iceberg. the iceberg. That's the, that's the part the, the cameras start filming is the yeah, fun part where you're right? signing papers and... Taking pictures. Yeah, and yeah. show three houses. Pick one. Uh, yeah. Lo and behold, they've already bought that house. Like, yeah. they've already moved in. You're, you're walking through your neighbor's well, house in the TV show. And, Jen, can we talk about that? These, I, I don't watch a lot of those shows, but oh, it's like... I neither. I can't. One is like a teacher, and the other one is like a chef, and they're looking at like $700,000 homes. And right. They're, they're one is so a part-time picky. Instagrammer, and yeah, the other like, one's like, like a part-time fisherman. And <laughs> like, the red flags are just <laughs> popping up everywhere. It's... And that's not what it's like, you know, and it's, and then in this market too, it's, everything is just yeah. right this minute. Like yeah. House hit the market. Oh my gosh, we got to see it. We got to yeah. see it. We got to get in. And, yeah. you know, and when people are navigating multiple buyer clients at the same time and then, you know, navigating having a life too, or trying to, Yeah. and you run and write an offer and it doesn't get accepted and you're running right another one and, you know, you're just, you're trying to, trying to keep ahead of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just different. And we've got, we've got. We've got a slight supply and demand issue, yeah. as we all know, going on right now. A little bit, yeah. I've heard things, yeah. <laughs> You've heard some things. Yeah. 
And it doesn't help. You know, the memes, we try to be funny and we try to downplay it, but, you know, we see the memes that are out there. And there was, there was one recently, and it was that, the meme of the guy, and it was, the house is on the market, and then he blinks, and he opens his eyes up again and goes, sold. You yeah, know? immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so those things, it's like we're perpetuating that, and everybody's hearing it. Um, you know, and then when it doesn't happen for someone, they're like, well, why, you know, where's my offer? Right. Why is it my household? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. So we have to be mindful too of our clients and where they're at. Well, and that was another thing I was thinking of is we might know of these things that were in the industry. Yeah. But what about when Aunt Carol finds out about the low inventory and Aunt Carol kind of starts to adjust the way she looks at the market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once that water reaches those shores, then what really happens? Like we might know in our little mm -hmm. bubble, you know, you, me, and all, the, all mm -hmm. the, the realtors and everything, but what happens when it reaches those shores and, and then you show up at your clients and they go, I know about the low inventory. Yeah, and I my know. neighbor just sold his uh -huh. house for 50000 of her list price. <laughs> exactly. That's where my brain is right now. Is right? Hi, it's nice to meet you. My name's Andrew. You know, yeah. like... Or I can do this myself. Or yeah, 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 right? yeah. I'm thinking of getting my license myself. <laughs> okay, sell okay, your house. Okay, great. Well, you have my phone number. I'll hear from <laughs> <Right>. you soon. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because yesterday my mom just sent me, she sent me a, an article. She's like, look at this. Unprecedented in Indianapolis market. I'm like, yeah. 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 That is. sounds right. And we've heard that word time and time again. Yeah, Every, right. Everything's been unprecedented. <laughs> 14 months. Totally. Pivot, the word pivot, uh, the word unprecedented. It's like the new normal. The new normal. Mm -hmm. It's like the three phrases that are just ingrained in our brain from the last 14 months. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you though so, uh, you know, you talked about uh, things just moving so fast, and especially now. You know, now it's. It, and it's not even an exaggeration. If you like this house, you got to make a move. Yeah. You can't take a lap and come back next weekend, and the, you can't do that. You mm -hmm. you got to move. Yeah. What do you see as being a result of that on a, on a bigger scale of, you know, not really being able to sleep on it, not really yeah. trying to really think if this is the place, this is going to be my home for yeah. the next 10, 15 years, and then before you know it, come Monday, it's like I'm living here, and I'm on a you know, big loan, what, what do you think's gonna, what, 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 you know, what, what do you think? What does Jen Short think? You're not speaking on behalf of the entire industry, but what do you think as an individual? I'm glad I'm not speaking on behalf well, of the industry. Well, I just want, I want the listeners to know, just, just My one person's opinions. opinion. Yeah. Your educated opinion. Well, and it's funny you say that because there are those phrases, you know, and I had mentioned it the other day to someone. It's, you know, if you sleep on it, you won't sleep in it. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. Yeah, that's good. So... And unfortunately now, I mean, people are human. Buyer's remorse still probably happens, totally. right? yeah. So it's funny because I'm looking at back on market, you know, houses that are coming back on market. And they're still, they're still creeping up. Yeah. So people are getting, and I talked to one of my good friends, and, you know, she was able to secure her house. Um, it's been a, several months now, but she was a backup offer, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. the first offer fell through. Yeah. So... Those things do happen, but it, it, is, it, it is that case of, you know, hopefully sometimes buyers do have an idea of where they want to live, right? So it's, hey, you know what, buyer client, before we do write an offer, or if you're thinking of, you know, you say you want to move in the next 30 days. So for these next 30 days, you know what I need you to do? I need you to drive around all these neighborhoods at multiple times a day right? Weekends. Talk to neighbors, you know, walk around the neighborhood. If you have a dog, take your dog, park your car and walk around. See if you might want to, you know, be in this neighborhood. Yeah. If it makes sense before we have to hurry up, jump in the car and write an offer on something. Yeah. You know? So you're, you're, what you basically just employed is that you have some sort of ethical obligation 
and I'm not talking about the code of ethics. I'm, I'm talking about just, you know, if you're just reading somebody and you're like, I don't think this house is for you, you know, like, I don't think you're going to be happy in a week or two weeks. Would you say something or? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just because <laughs> it's your reputation or just because you don't want to be a jerk, you know, just wait, wait, wait. Because you want your client to be happy. My job is not to sell them a house. Right. You know, that's not my job. Yeah. My, you know, my job is to, is to help them make a decision for for their life for their lifestyle and yeah. it's like when we walk into a house i was talking to another you know all my stories i swear if i said it once i said it 10 times so far i was telling an agent about this <laughs> we were talking about this you know it's like what what is our role in someone's life yeah. what is our role and is it you know we're not there to sell them something you know we're there to facilitate and guide them and be their guide yeah so it's you know what and, and I've had clients say this before, oh my gosh, you've worked so hard for me. Holy smokes. Like, we've written four or five offers, and you've shown us so many houses, and we haven't bought anything yet. We haven't won. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm here. This is a massive deal. Like, this is a big... And they feel bad. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we haven't, like, we haven't gotten a house yet. It's okay. Like, yeah. We will find your house, and I want you guys to have that aha moment when I'm able to call you and say, guess what? Yeah. The offer's accepted. Right. Holy smokes. Yeah. Like, this is killer. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. So you want to have that, but if, if it's not the right fit for someone, you'll be like, you know what? I mean, tell me what you think. Yeah. Do you think this is the house? We talk about, you know, we were talking about, like, timeless moments, and we are talking about negatives, but when you get to make that phone call 15 years in, yeah. is it still just as exciting as year one, year it's two? It's so cool. That's the best, it's right? It's the best. Like, if an agent doesn't smile like this when they're making the call, yeah. then they're doing it wrong. Well, and I think that that's just what's so unique about our industry is there, you know, a house is a possession, mm -hmm. but it's got to be just, it transcends possessions, right? Yeah. It's a state of mind. It's not yeah. a shirt, you yeah. know, it's not a pair of shoes. It, it's no. something so much more personal and meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, well, it's funny you say that, because it's like the whole shoes thing. I, I Maybe it's because I like shoes a lot, and I buy a lot of shoes. <laughs> sure. But I'll say that to folks, too. I'll be like, you know, this is a big commitment. We're signing a contract. So when we agree to purchase this home, we're abiding by the terms of the contract. I'm like, it's not like it's a pair of shoes that we can take back to Nordstrom tomorrow. Right. So we got to be sure yeah. when we sign this purchase agreement that if the seller comes back and says it's accepted... Yeah. You're like rock and roll, next steps, can't wait. Mm -hmm. I don't want the, uh, really? Like, yeah. can I back out of this thing? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Again, yeah. not a pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. So it's so funny you say that, because that's, I always say, we're signing the contract here, we got to read through this, got to make sure you understand mm -hmm. what we're signing, because mm -hmm. we just can't, you know, can't take that receipt and return them to Nordstrom tomorrow. So. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's play a little role playing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at the big table, we're there. And you can just read my body language. You can read that I'm I'm not, like, anxious that I'm excited, but I'm just anxious that I'm not making the right decision. What would you say? And this is it. You know, people are at the table. Like, it's there. But Better you can, not you be can... the closing table. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, well, I mean, what that would you say? You, you would, it's just. Well, we're at the closing table. Yeah, we've know? talked about this a million times. Like, yeah, hey. yeah. But if you're thinking of writing an offer and it's like, Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. What are you thinking? Yeah. Talk to me. So you're just proactive about it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk exactly. To me. What do you you've think? had the conversation. You feel and... you feel good about this. Yeah. You ready? You ready to do this? Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing your job well enough, you won't yeah. encounter that problem because you've squared off with them enough to talk to them and really Let's get a hope. good. Yeah. As long as people are being truthful yeah. and honest and. So have you ever talked somebody out of 
making a move because you, you you're you know you're an expert and you know you're um, not gonna like this come tomorrow. You're gosh. not gonna like this next week. Yeah, I mean it happened recently. Did it, it happened recently with some clients? You know they they and, and we're under contract on something else right now. Mm-hmm. But they uh, I, I I got an agent to help me out, run and show a house, and you know. It's just it was it was that whole thing of it's happening so fast and offers are due by this time. Right. And it's like I'm sitting at the dining room table. I've got them on speaker. I'm drafting that offer, but right. I'm like, guys, you know, when I'm getting a hold of the agent, I'm finding out this information. I'm relaying it all to them, and it's like, does this make sense? Like, are we rushing this? Are you are you feeling like you want to write an offer because you feel like we have to? Right. If this isn't the house, and I'm saying it, let's not do this. Yeah. And that was the call that was made. Yeah. They were like, yeah, nope, nope, we're going to pass. Okay, yeah. no problem. Shut down the laptop, you know, <laughs> grab a glass of wine and, you know, and they, they felt better too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, guys, is this really the right house? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't. And then the right house did come along just a few days later, you know? So that's the cool thing. Yeah. It's like, maybe this isn't the right one. I'm kind of saying it in that tone, like, guys. (laughs) So I I guess I got to ask, you know, and I know this is the 11th time I've said it, but 15 years in, do you, is that a, um, is that almost like a luxury to be able to say, we don't need to do this right now. We can wait. You know, if you're in year one, you you really want to get that commitment. You you got bills to pay. You know, you're trying to make money. You're trying to make a career out of it. And, you know, it's just like you, you, you're, you're walking a line, aren't you, of being a great realtor and also putting food on the table. So you kind of have yeah. to walk the line. So do you think that's almost like a luxury that 15 years in you can really have your glass of wine and be like, no big deal. We'll just, the house will come. I know that because I, you know, I've been in this long enough. I know it'll come. I hope not. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I hope not. Because it's... And I understand, I get it, it's hard, you know, but it's, you know, we're helping people, the house will come. And it's, if you, if you help the people, the the money will follow. You, you help that client, you, you're going to gain a client for life because you have to work in their best interests. Yeah. It's our job. It's our responsibility. Yeah. To be like this, you know, you have to work in their best interests and it'll happen. And your referability and your, you know, they're going to refer you time and time again because totally. they know you care about them yeah. as a person. Yeah. Not about the sale. Because it's not about the sale. It'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. So you just, and that's why you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So yeah. you got you to gotta do the open house. You got to, and some people don't do open house. That's fine. It's not, it's not in their wheelhouse. That's okay. Um, but you have to find some way to build a business, you know, whether it be, you know, picking up clients through your Instagram channel or some sort of social media channel or some networking that you're in. Yeah. You know, and in the COVID environment, it was, it was kind of hard, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Open houses, you know, yeah. masks on, yeah. keeping your distance, yeah. you know, yeah. sign the COVID waiver, stay I, away from me. And you're already uncomfortable, right? Yeah, you're already right. out of your element. Yeah. And, and, and I, I guess yeah. I'm putting myself in the shoes of you and the client. You're sure. both just like off center a little, like this is different. Yeah. This doesn't feel right. And it's like, you got your mask on. You're like, hi. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm I promise. Smiling, I'm promise. not grimacing at you. Stay away though. <laughs> yeah. Look at the house. Don't yeah. touch anything. Don't, Don't touch turn any anything. lights on. I got my, I got my Lysol. I'm coming yep. after you. Yep. So that's pretty much it. And that's how it was, you know, and I'm sure, you know, so many realtors can relate that, that are listening to you know, starting to show houses. I remember, you know, last summer when things when things were opening up. It's like I'm at that front door, 
shoes are coming off, masks are going on, gloves are on. You know, I've got my paper towel in one hand. <laughs> I've got my squirt bottle with yeah. Lysol in the other. Lysoling the door. I'm telling my clients, don't touch anything. Keep your hands down. <laughs> it was like, almost like, don't breathe. That was crazy. Just walk around the house. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the silver lining in that is it really showed how resilient our industry was. Totally. That it just, people just made it happen. Totally. And can I, can I just say, and kudos to, you know, the state of Indiana and IAR and the fact that we have people behind us to support us for making sure that we stayed essential. RPAC. Shout out to RPAC. That wasn't in all states, though. I right. mean, there were some states where real estate was not deemed an essential business. Yeah. And we're so lucky. So lucky. Yeah. Thank you, RPAC. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Miller. <laughs> I was on the Lacey phone yesterday. All you guys. Yeah, Lacey, come on. Yeah. Um, so... That that was key. That was key that we stayed to be stayed essential. Well, not even not only that, but a lot of realtors had a great year in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was a good year to be essential. Heck yeah, yeah. Talk it about was. The, the swing of that. There was. I mean, yeah. it was surprising. I was sharing I was sharing numbers with some agents the last 12 months of business. It's funny because, and some of them were going, "That was me." <laughs> like, hey, look at your last 12 months. Mm -hmm. You grew. Like you not only sustained, but you grew. Mm -hmm. So it's like you just keep doing the work. You yeah. keep putting the work in. Yeah. People still have to move. Changes still have to be made. Right. And, I, and, well, and as a homeowner, you're yeah. at room. And I know I'm speaking to the choir, but I'm at home and you're sitting at home and you're just looking around <laughs> thinking, okay, like this, I, I probably need to redo this and I need to do that. And if I'm going to redo all this, I might as well move. put it on, you know? Or yeah. I'm tired of sitting so close to you. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> we really need a home office. <laughs> yeah. I really need a rec room. Definitely. Yeah. So we need to move. Yeah. Or I want to be closer to... XYZ. Yeah. So I want to be closer to either my kid's school mm -hmm. or this amenity or family. Totally. That was huge. Yeah. You know, family moves. Yeah. Or new job opportunities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So all that stuff's happening. All right, everyone. We're going to take a quick break to hear from the MyBoar updates. Hello, everyone. I am Jamie Barb, and welcome to the MyBoar update. Applications for the 2021-2022 Real Estate Academy of Leadership program are now available. Applications will be accepted through June 30th. The program will begin in August and run through April 2022. REAL is a proactive effort to identify individuals from the association's membership who have leadership interests and potential. MyBoar's goal is to help prepare candidates to be successful leaders in the real estate profession and in the Central Indiana community. REAL is a dynamic training program designed to expose participants to the principles of leadership as well as issues and trends in the community. Learn more and register at myboard.com forward slash REAL. Join us on Thursday, May 20th for a virtual Raise the Bar on Dispute Resolution. Learn how to set expectations with clients, build emotional intelligence, risk management tips for you and your business, and an overview of the Ombudsman program and mediation and arbitration options available to Realtors. Visit mybo.com to register today. This May, the Foundation is launching a virtual run, walk, bike race to get you moving. Join in the fun and get moving MyBoar to raise critical funds for the Realtor Foundation's mission of linking hope to homelessness. Sign up for a fitness challenge that best fits you. Plan a family fun one mile walk with your kids, run a 5K or 10K, or do a 10 mile bike ride. Virtual means you can complete your fitness challenge anytime, anywhere. Get moving around our great city while supporting our most vulnerable neighbors. Register at realtorfoundation.org slash race. 
Our next MPRO Bootcamp is taking place May 17th through 20th. The week sessions and courses are specifically created with an emphasis on professionalism and key industry knowledge to help participants become equipped for excellence. To learn more about the MyBoard Master Professional Certification, please visit mybor.com mpro. You can register at any time. In November 2019, the National Association of Realtors created a new policy called the Clear Cooperation Policy. MyBoard began an educational campaign and launched the policy in April 2020. The intent of the Clear Cooperation Policy is to solidify the primary purpose of a listing service, which is to foster cooperation among brokers. The policy is to promote fair housing by ensuring consumers have equal access to all available properties for a transparent process. The policy states, within one business day of marketing a property to the public, the listing broker must submit the listing to the MLS for cooperation with other MLS participants. Public marketing includes, but is not limited to, flyers displayed in windows, yard signs, digital marketing on public-facing websites, brokerage website displays, including IDX and VOW, digital communications marketing, multi-brokerage listing sharing networks, and applications available to the general public. For more information, including a video of MyBoR CEO, Shelly Specchio, visit www.mybor.com forward slash clear cooperation. And that's all today on your MyBoR update. And now back to our interview with Jen Shore. Now is my, my favorite part of the episodes is getting to hear the biography of Jen Short. Oh boy. And this would be that great moment in your, in your film, your, your movie about Jen wow. Short. Okay. This is, this is big, go with me on this, okay? You're at the little 500, and you're saying to the audience in the narration, how did I get here, right? Yeah. And then we go all the way back to day one of Jen Short. So take us back to day one. Where are you from? Where did you go to school? What kind of person was Jen Short growing up? Yeah. So, uh, grew up in the region, of course. right? So, region rat, yeah. as they call it. Um, they called it Chicago at IU. <laughs> They said, I'm from Chicago. And you said, really? Where at? Oh, Crown Point? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Bears Chicago fan. area, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I would always say I'm from the region because, mm -hmm. you know, or it's Chicago area. When you traveled outside the country, you had to say Chicago. That's easy. I mean, that's no just... one knew where the heck you're from. Right. From Chicago. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So just grew up in the region, um, you know, just suburban town. My mom actually um, worked for IU mm -hmm. for years, so not that, Bloomington, Northwest. Okay, Gary. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So IU Northwest and Gary. I was gonna say, poor mom is making a drive. Man, that's one <laughs> heck of a commute, man. So she worked for IU Northwest for years, and mm -hmm. so I I was ingrained as an IU fan, like from itty bitty. Yeah. Like that that was it. I mean, I, you know, she worked um, for the alumni association and she did a lot of fundraising. So, you know, I was, I was at a lot of golf outings. I was at a lot of events. So, you know, meeting Bob Knight, yeah. you know, do, doing all the IU things. I just grew up a Hoosier. Yeah. So I and went, this was like the 80s, right? So this yeah, is when I yeah. was really good at basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, yeah. Bob Knight in his red sweater, mm -hmm. and there's me in my, you know, my glasses and my curly hair. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. My Walkman around my ears. <laughs> <laughs> what game are so, you watching, Rex? So, right, yeah. seriously. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, so grow, growing up in that environment, I always kind of knew, you know, after I graduated high school. Um, I bet mom was so proud seeing you on that little five track. It was probably pretty cool. I bet she was really yeah, proud Yeah, it was cool. Um, I will tell you a side, little sidebar note. So risk-reward, we go back to risk-reward. 
she was really key in a lot, a lot of decisions. Um, I'll never forget, we were going down before I started at IU, and she's like, I, uh, I got you a, um, what do I want to say, interview, an audition. I got you an audition for Marching 100. And I'm like, you did what? She was like, I got you an audition for Marching 100. I wasn't going to do it. I'm like, I'm not good enough. I am not a music major. I am not a career musician. Are you kidding me? She's like, just go, just go audition. Just go audition. See if, see if you make it. And I did. And now it's like, and it was one of those things where it's like, you know. Holy cow, I am good enough. Sometimes right? people need to push you. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is. It's that, it's that push that you need to make that decision. And I could have easily said, no, mom, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah, let's do it. Let's not do it. What the, what, again, what the heck? What the Why heck? not? Let's, let's see if I make it. Yeah. But you're different though. I do want to specify. Mm. A lot of people go, what the heck? And then they show up the day of, and they fail miserably, and they go, well, I never cared in the first place, because I said, what the heck? But Jen Short says, what the heck? And then you go all in, though. You give it 100%. I had to. And I think that's a big separator. <laughs> I felt like I had to. Not all what the hecks are created equal. I'm like, dang it, I'm here. and I Yeah, got, might as well go for you know, it. You know, I got Director Woodley sitting in front of me, and I, I got I to gotta play my horn. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. like, I mean it. So sure. give me that music. Let's play. Let's do this. Were you, were you, so. were you a stud? Were you a pretty awesome band member in high school? Were you like the lead or first chair and all that good stuff? I mean, you know, my senior year, I think, I'd say I was a decent high school mellophone player. I mean, we made a state. Like, we, we went to state, uh, ISMA state competition. You know, we'd be one of the top ten, you know, marching bands in the state. So... <laughs> Decent, but again, not a music major. Yeah. You know. You love music, though? I do. I love music. Yeah, Did I, I practice enough? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, just in general, you oh, yeah. just love music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, me too. Yeah. I love music. Yeah, love music. Well, and I was going to, I love didn't want to interrupt music. you, but no. you were saying how it's the iceberg with the little yeah. piece. And yeah. I was watching a, a documentary on a band, and he goes, I'm so tired of people saying we we're some sort of overnight sensation. Yeah, like, just because we were on MTV doesn't mean we were, like, just learned the day before. Like, they don't right. show us grinding it out in clubs and no. living in a van for, for like two years. Yeah, and, like, yeah. sometimes it's, like, 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Like, you start, like, you start when you're little and you work your way up and it's, like, holy smokes. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, it's really, it's really interesting. So, yeah, uh, high school, high school I was in band, you know, middle school band. A lot of it is centered around music, but... It's so funny because I'll never forget, and this is this has always been ingrained in me. So my senior year of high school, we were down. We went to Disney World to play um, over Christmas time, and the the uh, dance director, the director of our dance squad, came up to me and he said, "You know," he said, I'm, "Like I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't try out for the dance squad after you didn't make it your first year." And I said, "Well, I mean, I didn't make it. You know." going into high school, why would I try it again? He goes, you know you actually made the team. He goes, the band director wanted you for band, so he, he, uh... <laughs> Is that right? He sniped you. Yeah, he yeah. You. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? So, and I got a little salty, you know? I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But I, I look back and I think, well, I would not have had those experiences. But it's, sometimes it's like, man, you know, would I, would I have, would I have tried out again? What if? But I thought, you know, no. Yeah. But but that, but I went down the path I went down. But it was, it's like, holy smokes! Like seriously, you yeah. know, sometimes these things happen, and it's like, what the heck? What? You know, how did how did that happen? Or how did that how did that path get carved that certain way? But anyway, so yeah, I grew up, uh, you know, grew up in the region. Um, 
grew up an only child, so I, I do have a half-sister, but grew up an only child and grew up with my cousin Summers swimming, you know, just living the dream, living. Of, living the dream of a kid in the region. And then... Where are we at with sunscreen? Um, <laughs> are we fair skin? <laughs> I'm deep in the sunscreen game. I got to have at least SPF 30. So what's so funny, outside. I'm telling you, I, so yeah, you can see me. You can you're, see. You're a I mean, I've got, I've got some, I've got, I've got Croatian, I've got Irish, mm -hmm. I've got English, so I've got, I've got some fair skin. And oh, I, sure. I will tan, but, but growing up, so my cousin, um, he is half, half, well, half Mexican, half Irish Croatian. So like, Growing up, he would he just gets dark, dark, dark. Yeah, beautifully bronzed. <laughs> beautifully bronzed. Totally, yeah. So he's got like that beautiful olive <laughs> complexion. Yeah. And here's me, and it's like we'd hang out all summer together, and it'd be like he wouldn't have to worry about sunscreen really, and I'd be the one that'd be slathered, you know, oh, yeah. slathered head to toe. Bullfrog when bullfrog came out, that's oh, like, sure. was like the big deal. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So that was a big deal. So always with the sunscreen, um, you know. So grandparents watched me during the summers, and you know, then went to IU. So I went to IU and then graduated. So what did you major in? So public management. Okay. SPS, Public and Environmental Affairs. What did you want to do? So I wanted to just go into some sort of, you know, I, I loved the classes on mediation and government relations and just management in general. Yeah. Like I, I liked those classes that kind of led you towards a leadership role, mm -hmm. um, but more of in a, in a public direction versus just the business school. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So then graduated IU, and uh, I was dating a guy in the band at, at the time, but he mm -hmm. was he lived in Noblesville, and he was older than me. Sure. But anyway, uh, I meandered my way up to Indy, because I thought, well, that's a good, that's a good spot. Right? After you graduated? After I graduated. Anything lined up? Did you have any jobs, or what, 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 were, you, were you anxious? <laughs> so I decided to go to grad school. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, yeah. So I started IUPUI, started grad school. I was going to get my... Um, my JD and my um, my master's of public affairs. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let's get Doctor Jurisprudence, MPA, see where that leads me. Right? We'll go. We'll go that right. Just keep getting some education. Oh yeah. And then I was working as a pharmacy tech during that time. Sure. So having fun at CVS and Broad Ripple, mm -hmm. pharmacy tech. And mm -hmm. then I realized, you know what? Money's nice. Yeah. I think I think I need to get some money. Yeah. It's about so, time. About time to get some money. So uh, I got a job in banking for a credit union. Did that for a little while, and then um, they actually paid for my MBA, so through Anderson University. That's a score. That was a huge score. Good so for as you. long as I got, I think a B or above, I get my MBA paid for. Yeah. So like that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. <laughs> so got that paid for. Awesome. And then um, met my husband. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I started. I I flipped a couple. I decided to. Yeah, this was really fun. Flipped a couple properties, and. Realized it was, you know, it's hard work. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just did like major, not major things, just some minor things. Just some what minor got you into flips. that? Um, Husband has entrepreneurial tendencies as well. Yeah, I mean, so he, he probably support, you know, uh, he supported, supported it totally. And, yeah, and, and I mean, he had his. This is doable, and at that time, at that point, I think he had his own architectural firm at that point. Mm -hmm. So he's had his own firm for a long time. Sure. Um, but he had his own firm at that point, and then decided. I, I thought, you know. What the heck? My mom became my investor. I said, let's flip some properties. Um, and then it kind of led me down the path of, you know, I had met a couple other, you know, influential people in the business uh, in real estate and got my license, worked for them, you know, for a boutique brokerage for nine years. 
and uh, yeah, I guess the rest is history. The rest, is, and, and here we are. <laughs> and here we so are. So I want to ask you something though. Um, so I, I, when you, when we were talking earlier about being an entrepreneur, and I have written down something that Denise said earlier this week. Entrepreneurs saw a problem and wanted to fix it. Mm -hmm. So even while you're like the CVS tech, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're, right. you're an entry level whatever, you know, <laughs> totally, and that's fine. But would you ever see the pharmacist and think? I could do that better. They're not doing that as well as they should be doing it. And I and and, yeah. and I guess I'm trying to say is that kind of like the entrepreneurial mindset is that you see something you say I could do better than that. I don't know in that even case. something as <laughs> yeah that and that's what I'm saying though. Is yeah. just if, if you just have that mindset everywhere you go, not just in our industry, but right. just you know yeah. you're you're. you're at McDonald's and you see the cashier and you're like, you could be doing that better. <laughs> you could be, you could be, you could step that up. You could be doing a better Sometimes job. it's hard because you do want to step in, right? Or yeah. say, gosh, if only you had that machine going for you, or mm -hmm. you had this, or you did this, or why are you doing it that way? Like, mm -hmm. come on. So you would have that. You would have that kind of. It depends on the, depends on the situation. Yeah. Because right? I think some people would be like, no, because that's not my job. My job's right yeah. here, so I'm going to yeah. do the best job that I can, and that's and I'm going to make my boss happy, and yeah. I'm going to do my responsibilities. Yeah. And I think the entrepreneur's mind is kind of wandering always of, of ways to improve and make things better. Have you always kind of held that, you think? I'm going to go back to, again, I think it depends. Yeah. You know, sometimes I know I know where my wheelhouse is. Like, I'm not going to go up to a doctor and say, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, yeah. Yeah. That's scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've watched a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, yeah, I right. I goes. think I know what I'm talking about. I think I can do it a yeah. little better. Yeah. So, you know, within your wheelhouse, yeah, but sometimes it's, you are looking outside of it going, well, you know, why Why is this on the phone like this? Why, yeah, sure. why was it built like this? It needs to go in this corner. It needs to go here. Or, yeah. Or why is this made like this? Sometimes there's always, I think there's always a way. I think an entrepreneur is always thinking, gosh, I could I could do this or change it up or yeah. ask what if, right? What if, yeah. What if? Yeah. What if it did this? How can we make this go a little better? Yeah. Let's right? try this or let's make this change. So I'm going to go back to the, the flipping houses. Mm -hmm. Um do you have a natural interest in the real estate world and all the, the ingredients that come with it? Or was it just, I know this is a, a good way to, to make money and I, and I have the resources to do it. Mom will be my investor and it just happened to be real estate or even while you're uh, you know, younger, did you, did you just have a natural inclination towards architecture? Uh, obviously your husband does. Mm -hmm. Just did you, did you have that natural interest and that's why you went to flipping houses or just how did you get to flipping houses? Why that? Um, yeah, I thought, man, I could make some solid changes that sure. would make sense, and I could, I could up the ante on that or make that better. Yeah. Right. Where were you flipping houses at? So uh, a few on the south side, mm -hmm. just like Southport area. Mm -hmm. It was one townhouse and one single family house, and then the market kind of was, you know. Well, I'll also preface it too that I found out I was pregnant, and I thought, you know what? I don't know if this makes sense to keep doing this while, <laughs> while you know, gonna have a baby soon. Yeah. And not sure if this is the path I want to go. Yeah. And then the market kind of, the foreclosures, it was that time, you yep. know, it was like 06. It was like, okay, we're starting to see the change happen here. And so are people going to be buying my flipped house or are they going to get another bank owned one and do it themselves? You know, when it's not a major change. There and, lies and, your risk, and is, right? And that's, and that's exactly it. And is the upside going to be there when I go to try to sell this right. house? You know, are the comps going to be there? Is everything going to line up? Right. So I I'd done a couple, and I think I'd, I'd gotten the taste of it. And I was yeah. like, we're good. I think, I think we're good. And then funny, too, my husband had me for a while field measuring properties. 
Andrew, I had no idea. <laughs> he's like, go field measure this house for me. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So I'm at this house in Fall Creek Place, and it's like this old run, you know, house that needs renovation, and I'm like measuring stuff, and bless his heart. Like, mm. I, think, I think he was, I don't know if it was more of go do this. Yeah. yeah see if you can help me out, yeah. or just go. Yeah. You go out in your car and you just Google, like, how do I, how do I measure a house? Got it, husband. Field measure Sounds house. Good. I've got my yellow notepad. Yeah. I've got my tape measure. I'm just gonna start measuring. Field Something's measuring this measured. house. Something's just going drywall to be. in there. We got to account for some studs mm -hmm. and some two by fours. Totally can do this. Mm -hmm. I have no background in architecture. Sure, can totally help him out. But I'm like, why not? Right? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Let's see if I can help you out here. That old what the heck? Adage, what the right? heck? Let's yeah. just try this. Let's try it. Let's see if it'll work. Yeah. You know. So get, let's go to um, the first the first break, the first time that it truly succeeded for you on your own terms and you actually got some real success in this industry. Can you take us through that moment or, or just the, the, the moment that really epitomized that feeling of, I can do this, I can make a career out of this, you know, I'm good at this. You know, maybe it's just the first couple times working with buyers, mm -hmm. just getting my groove in and navigating different scenarios, right? Navigating, yeah. you know, navigating a buyer that's interested in a for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. and how do I navigate that? Mm -hmm. Navigating a very stressful inspection response. Mm -hmm. How do I navigate that? Mm -hmm. um, a low appraisal. You know, there's all those little moments that kind of tie together. And it's like you kind of just put one. It's kind of like that song, that Christmas song. Put one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just keep going. Totally. And you just go. And, you know, you, know, you, you crawl, then you walk, and then you run. And you just kind of make waves. And it's like, okay, I think I got this. Yeah. You know, and then people, you know, people call you or they recognize you and say, hey, I, you know, I'd, I'd like you to help me. Or I'd like you to, you know, give me your thoughts on this. Or, you know, I'm looking for a house. And, or in, in repeat clients too. That's always a great thing. Yeah. When you have people that oh yeah that come back to you. And I mean that that means you've done a good job. Right. You know, just by their actions, it tells you everything you need to know. Obviously, you you're they're happy with how you worked. Yeah. So flipping houses, mm -hmm. it it seems pretty black and white. You know, you you upgrade the house, you you raise the value of the house, and then you sell it. Mm -hmm. That seems different than meeting a complete stranger at coffee. And me, you know, it just seems like, how did you make that transition from so, something that's basically like, you're, you're, you are your greatest opponent, right? Just how do I make this house the best I can, keeping costs down, then putting it on the market versus having to work with a client. It seems like it's, it's a completely different ballgame. It can be, you yeah. know, and I think you're helping people through a process. And really, it's just asking the right questions to lead them to that next point, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it's... I don't, I don't know. I just think it came easy to me in my head of an easy transition. I don't think it was that difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, I was at the credit union. I was helping people. I, I, I was a manager there, and it was like I was helping my tellers. You know, I'm solving, I'm helping to solve a problem. Yeah. Be it their, their, cash, their cash drawer is short, or someone needs a loan, or someone's going to open a bank account, or... And l let me interrupt you. You said yeah. you wanted to solve a problem, and I have this written down, and I mentioned it earlier, entrepreneurs solve a problem and want to fix it. Well, there you go. There you go, Jen. Well, I guess I answered my own question. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I was so excited, because it's verbatim. It's verbatim. It's verbatim. Sorry. It's verbatim. Yeah. You know, solving a problem. So I guess Plus, I guess that's what it is. When you told me why you went to, to why you majored in what you did, yeah, you you told me all the details. And what I'm thinking is that she wants to oversee projects. Yeah. She likes to see a project from beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. 
And being a realtor is a project. Yeah. And you're seeing it beginning, middle, and end. 100%. Yeah. And also, empathy. Yeah. Right? Huge. I'm guessing you're a big player on empathy. Just Huge. putting putting yourself in their shoes. Who cares about how I'm feeling? How are they feeling? Bingo. Right. And I'll say this to my agents all the time, and I know it sounds terrible, but I say, no one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm -mm. It's how are you doing? Yeah. How can I help you? You need to take yourself out of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when the doctor comes into the room to counsel you, they don't sit down and go, God, <laughs> my car didn't start this morning. <laughs> You're wanting to say to your doctor, I don't care. I don't care, man. <laughs> I am having a day. That's great, doctor. But can we read what's on your little clipboard now? Redirect to me. <laughs> so that's kind of it. You know, yeah. when you show up, you know, show up at a house with your client and it's raining or it's muddy or it's the crummy weather or, you know, you just got to kind of set that aside and you're, you're in the moment with your client and you're there for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, it just goes back to, you know... We're, we're helping someone and we're in the service industry mm -hmm. and it just so happens that the houses are what are, are the commodity that's there. Yeah. But we're really helping someone make a, make a big decision. Yeah. And again, empathy plays a huge part of it, especially in the cases where it's not always rosy. Mm -hmm. This is not always a rosy job. I yeah. mean, you may be meeting with someone who had to put their parent in a nursing home or they passed away or there's a divorce. You know, so a lot of times it's not fun. No. <laughs> you know, and there's a reason they have separate closing rooms. For, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because <laughs> sometimes it's needed. Yeah. And not everybody's happy all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned, you know, you think of a, uh, you know, divorce and death and just yeah. how miserable the situations. Yeah. But especially if you had to like downsize for like financial issues yeah. and just and trying to kind of be like psychiatrist and real you know yeah. trying to just and sometimes there's kids in play falling apart right? yeah sure little ones sure. that it's not always easy for them sure so it's you know how can i help and it's asking the questions you know sitting down with a client saying how do you see this process going what do you want out of this process mm -hmm. not here's what i'm going to do for you and this yeah. is how great i'm going to be and these are my statistics did i tell you about my volume last exactly. year exactly yeah they don't care. Okay, <laughs> okay good. <Great. laughs> How does that impact me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, you. Okay, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's all about yeah, you, yeah, my yeah, fault. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's funny, too, because some agents will say to me, you know, especially when they go on their first listing appointment or they're meeting with their first buyer client. Yeah. And they'll say, well, they didn't ask me how many sales I've closed so far. Like, imagine that. <laughs> they're not going to. Yeah. They want to know how you're going to help them. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And you've got the support and you've got the network and yeah. you've got those building blocks. So that and that's why I'm there. Yeah. Like let me help you so you can help your client. Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh I, I, I think mom's gonna come up. Uh so your inspirations. Mm -hmm. Uh clearly sounds like your mom's got a great head on her shoulders and, and encouraged you to take risks and, and Probably in her eyes, meet your potential. Mm -hmm. She saw something in you. You, mm -hmm. you clearly didn't see in yourself when it came to that marching hundred mm -hmm. situation. Um, so who who inspires you? Why why are you so confident? Why why do you why do you feel so confident where you are? I don't know if I do. I think I, you do. I, I think you do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm really good. Maybe do we need to get mom in maybe here? Maybe I'm to really tell good you? actor. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to ask yeah. you about that. Is there a little fake it till you make it? vibes at the in the early stages when you're talking about those three uh, uh bad inspection report yeah. low appraisals is there kind of like a keeping a good poker face in front of the client and then going to the office and really you know learning 
I think right there's always there the learning. I, I don't want to say fake it till you make it because I don't like that phrase just because you need to be your authentic self and you need to admit, you know, if you're sitting with a client and you're going over an inspection response or you're going over something and you're like, you know what? I'm going to find that answer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get the resource and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find out for you. Yeah. Um, but staying calm is key. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't have the explosion in, yeah. front, of, yeah. <laughs> in front of your client. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is growth. You're always, you know, it's like you're, you always got to grow. You always got to keep learning and growing. And I'm not perfect. I mean, it's like I, I will be like, holy smokes, you know, what did I just do? And, and I think you have to keep making those mistakes in order to keep growing. Yeah. And I'll tell my husband too sometimes too, you know, we'll, we'll have conversations of like, you know what? Taking risks is part of it. Like you're not going to be perfect. You're not, you know, there's going to be, you know, as you build a business and you build a brand and you know, you're making big life decisions, you know, there's, there's, I've, I've had sleepless nights, you know, we, there, we've had sleepless nights of like, holy smokes, what are we doing? Or, you know, he, he has a, a new office building right now in Broad Ripple and it's like, holy smokes, like what, what is going, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And, you know, just, just taking those leaps sometimes it's like, well, that, you know, that cake is already baked. Yeah. So yeah. let's just, we, you know, we can't uncrack those eggs. Right. <laughs> those are already cracked. Yep. So how do we make the best scrambled egg or make the best cake or omelet that we can make? Because, yep. you know, it, and it's, I, I always say, I, it's funny because, you know, my birthday, my birthday is the 4th of July. Cool. And people have always said, God, you know, like you were born on the right day. Like you, like you're like the, the whole firecracker thing. And then, you know, my blood type, it's, it's B positive. And so when I tell my friends that they just laugh, they're like, of course it is. Like, of course <laughs> it's it is. literally in my veins to be a <laughs> positive, positive person. Yeah. So I think that positivity's there because what's the other option? Right. You know, to be yeah. miserable. Yeah. You know, just, you gotta, you gotta try to make the best of it. Yeah. And just, you know, okay, this didn't go how we planned. What can we do next? And, Jen, it sounds like you kind of like these risky situations. It kind of, it seems like it almost like brings out the best of you. Like when you just mentioned your husband's office, what are we doing here? You yeah, got a, yeah. you, They're not seeing it. You got a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you might be a little worked up about it, but I feel like you're excited. I feel like you kind of like it. It's cool stuff. It is cool. It's cool stuff. It cool. And you got to... You got to you got to just take the risk. You got to just sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's something small or big, you know, just kind of go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, like I want to cut my hair. Okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. And I hate to say it, you know, the SNL skit with Pete Davidson where he's always like, "Okay." Okay. All right. All, all right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. It's so funny, it's but great. it's so true. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> like, let's just do it. Yeah. All right, let's try that. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Now, I will say, though, like, I don't have any tattoos. You know, like, sometimes, like... You do have scarred knees. So I have scarred knees. You do have scarred knees. Maybe those are my tattoos. Those are cool tattoos. You know, like, tribal... Because it's like, maybe them. I've never gotten a tattoo because I think, what would I get? Where would I get it? So there are... I think there's some commitment issues I have with certain things like that. Yeah. But other things, you know, it's... I think I guess it depends on the risk. Have you considered region rat? Your tattoo? <laughs> God, that's terrible. Can we think about that like one? Right here. Right there, <laughs> man. Big like, and bold, right? Better yeah. yet, as a tribal tattoo. Oh, yeah. Right around his sleeve. Just down my arm. Can you make it bigger? <laughs> make it bigger. Oh, lordy. So, but going back to the inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, you got yeah. B positive, B positive blood pumping through your veins. Yeah. Um, and it seems like a lot of your risks have paid off because you have this, this, 
swagger, this confidence that you have, where you do, mm-hmm. you won't admit it, but mm-hmm. you, you like it. You like the uncertainty of risks. Okay. I think, I think it makes you perform higher. Okay. I think that's why you like it. Because okay. you have so much success from it, too. Okay. But what's, what else? Is there people? Is there, what, what, when you were a kid, when, uh, you know, you took a risk as a kid, what, what was, whose voice was in your head? Yeah, a lot of it, I have to say it, and I, this is going to sound so cheesy because people are going to be like, oh my God, that's who she was. I was in a lot of pageants mm-hmm. as I was little. Yeah. And, you know, a like lot of like it. Like beauty pageants? Uh-huh. Yeah. And a lot of it was. It was my mom, you know, like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Back to Pete Davidson. Okay. okay yeah. Let's do it. What the it. heck? Let's and what the it. heck? And, yeah. you know, it's those times where it's like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do this. Or I have, you know, I have a speech to give or I have a presentation to give or, um, I'm going to run for X, Y, and Z. Um, let's just go for it. Because yeah. what's the other option? Yeah. What's the other option? Just sitting there and not not doing something cool. Like, And if you fail, if you don't win, if you don't get it, um, there was, I will I will tell you this, it was in high school, and I was in, I'm trying to think what year I was in, um, the pageant, it was a, it was a, it was a pageant that was um, at the Adams Mark Airport. I don't even know if that hotel still exists. And I woke up the second day of the pageant, and I had food poisoning. Oh, gosh. And I was in misery. Oh, and I lost a contact. So. <laughs> <laughs> you are not in good shape. Not in yeah. good shape. This is not good pageant. And I wanted to go home, and I'll never forget. Oh, um, you just felt like death. Like I felt like... Cold sweats and felt all that like stuff. Death. I felt like death. And and going into it, you know, it was like, I remember um, being told the and the coordinators were, were talking to my mom and my stepdad, and were like, look, she's like, she's one of the top ones. Like, she... You know, she she had her interview, you know, she had her interview portion, it went well, she gave her speech, it went really well, because it was more about, um, that was less of a wave, you know, I, I wasn't the bathing suit type beauty pageant gal, yeah. I was the, let's give a speech, sure. let's do an interview, let's um, talk about the social impact you're going to make in the world, Sure. and so I'll never forget, I had to give my speech the second day in front of the room, <laughs> paper in front of me, oh. One contact lens and then a barf bag in the other. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I was—I think I—I I think I was first runner-up or second runner-up or something by the yeah. end of the day. But they had to bring a chair on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you know that they—they always, they always talk about a Michael Jordan played a basketball game while he had the flu. That was your flu pageant. It was. I'm sitting there in that chair. I'm like, good gravy. And then it's like, get me home. <laughs> I'm over it. Let's go. Done. First runner-up sounds good. Mail me the ribbon. I'm going Peace home. He's out. Yeah. But I guess that was my whole. I guess it just goes back to. You just don't quit. You know, you, yeah. you, you sign up for something or you agree to do something and come hell or high water. I mean, I was going to, I'm just probably this close to throwing up on the sure. stage, but I was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you're a firm believer and you sign up for something, you're doing it. You do it. You, you don't make, sign up for something, you don't, right. yeah, you, you show up and you do it. You make a commitment, you do it. You Same do with it. my kiddos. I was just about you know? to say, yeah, you probably enforce her that with the kids. Yeah. We got piano tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, that's that fell to the wayside. Unfortunately, her piano teacher, um, you know, COVID and new baby, all those things. But during that time, it was, we got piano at six. I don't want to go. I'm well, sorry. Too bad, bud. You signed up. <laughs> Too bad. Yep. You're going to do it. You what know? the heck? You're doing it. So, yeah. What the heck? You're doing it. And so it's those types of things. It's yeah. like, just try it. Yeah. Like, just try it. So 15 years in, how does Jen Short define success? Yeah. I think consistent growth and challenge um, and feeling like you've, you've made an impact, hopefully on other people. Yeah. Making a change in other people. Are you done or when will you be done taking risks? 
When will no. you be done saying what the heck? No, 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 you can't. You can't. Never. You got you got to keep doing it. I mean, till the till the day you're gone, right? You just <laughs> you got to keep doing it till the day you're gone. Absolutely. So. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being on here, Jen. Thanks for having me. This was awesome.